Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, g'day, Darren Mitchell here, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you had a phenomenal start to your working week, wherever you are in the world. Today is the final day of winter here in Australia. Today is Tuesday, the 31st of August, and uh, thought it'd be a great time to talk about a very, very important topic, particularly as we round up the end of another working month. And for many sales teams, uh, they've overachieved significantly their monthly budget, and for others, they've uh, found it really, really challenging. But there's a key message out of today that uh, I want to make sure that people are aware of, and certainly as sales leaders that we are capturing this and making sure that we're really dialed in, particularly as we enter a new quarter starting tomorrow, being the 1st of September. But before we jump into that, just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, love it if you can press subscribe or follow, on, especially if you're on the Apple platform, which will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to go. Uh, but also, if you can do me a massive favor as well and rate the show, and if you can give me some comments as well about what you like about the show, what specific topics are resonating with you, or specifically what sort of topics you'd like me to talk about on upcoming episodes, greatly appreciate you uh, filling in the comment section on the podcast platform you're listening to, but more specifically, if you can rate the show, that'd be awesome. And really, it's about the algorithms of the various platforms that enables people who are looking for podcasts similar to this one to more readily and more easily find them uh, if there are some ratings there. So I don't know how it works, but apparently if there are ratings there, it makes it easier to come up in the various search engines. So if you can do that, that would be a massive, massive, uh, a massive favor for me. So greatly appreciated. So on today's episode, um, this comes out of a number of conversations, actually. And I, I ran a workshop yesterday for a group uh, out, of, uh, out of Queensland, actually. And we were talking about uh, a number of different things in relation to planning, uh, but specifically around leadership and what sort of example do we set for the team. And interestingly, a lot of the commentary that came back from this team was that there's a lot of, uh, how do I I describe this in a respectful way? There was a lot of uh, bureaucracy that was being placed upon them as leaders, which was making it really challenging for them to do the things that they wanted to do. And that is spend more and more time with their team, developing sales strategy and helping them, helping their sales team develop uh, more sales tactics to drive more sustainable results. And uh, it's something that I totally resonate with because I was in the same boat many years ago as a sales leader in some big organizations where, and particularly, I don't know whether this is uh, symptomatic of the big organizations or not, but there seems to be a lot of administration. There seems to be a lot of layering of bureaucracy. There seems to be a lot of internal positioning and internal stakeholder management that has to go on as a sales leader in order to, quote unquote, and I use the air quotes here, to be successful. And when I look at it, when I review what I did for a number of years, in fact, 10 years running sales teams, most of the internal stuff was noise. It was noise to satisfy people who had created some internal uh, KPIs, some internal measurements of what they think is success, but really did not move the dial at all in terms of the outcomes we delivered for customers. And when you think about this, customers are good for business. Now, interesting, there's <laughs> a lot of people that say, well, my business would be fantastic if it wasn't for customers, or my role would be awesome if it wasn't for customers because they cause me so much grief. Well, you know what? Try having a business with no customers and see how long that's going to survive. So unfortunately, customers are a lifeblood of any business, as is 
sales. Uh, and in order for having for us to have a sustainable business and a successful business, uh, it must generate revenue and it must generate profitable revenue. And really, the only way that revenue is generated is it comes from sales. And sales, when you think about it, whether you like it or not, uh, whether you agree with it or not, whether you've had positive experiences or not, sales is the lifeblood of any business. And there's not a single business on the planet that is not sustainably successful without sales being at the cornerstone of that particular business. And for many organizations and for many people, they have this uh, they have this fixation, and it's obviously a negative fixation on sales. But sales is actually a phenomenal career, and it's uh, one of the most lucrative careers for those that get really, really good at it. But it's not for everybody, and I, I, I'm fully aware of that, and certainly don't profess to say that anybody can be a successful salesperson, because it does take a certain character in order to do that, but it doesn't necessarily be the character that a lot of people think. So it doesn't have to be the extrovert. It doesn't have to be the person that actually can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. It actually needs to be the person who can listen well, can build relationships, and who can solve problems and can articulate problems better than customers can to the point where they now generate levels of credibility. And lo and behold, sales follow that. But one of the key things I wanted to talk about today is just in, the, in relation to the activities that sales teams undertake on a regular basis, and particularly as a sales leader, what we do in terms of our own activities, but what we actually uh, expect our sales teams to do and what we do as sales leaders in terms of our internal stakeholder management. Because one of the things I've noticed, and this is coming up as a theme recently as well, is there's a lot of organizations that are placing a lot of administrative and internal pressure and expectations on sales leaders to do certain things. Now, I fully understand that businesses have to have a set of processes, they have to have a set of guidelines, and there's a certain level of internal stakeholder management. However, what I'm seeing is so many sales leaders that I'm talking to right now are so overwhelmed by the internal requirements of their own organization that it means they've literally got no time to A, develop their team and B, with their team to help them drive sustainable success in the marketplace and B, go out and actually build relationships with key partners and also key customers because the sales leader does have a fundamental play, a part to play in the success of any team and therefore the success of any business. And so the key question I want you to ask yourself today, and this is a question I've been asking teams in the last couple of weeks and certainly clients in the last couple of days, is whatever you're doing right now from a sales leadership perspective, and also drill this down into your sales team as well, is this activity revenue generating? And if it's not revenue generating or at least leading to an activity that potentially can be revenue generating, then ask yourself, why are you doing it? Now, there are many organizations that have Lots of uh, lots of process in place. There's a lot of, in one particular client, they've got to go through four or five different levels of sign-off even before they can put a proposal in front of a customer, which just absolutely staggers me. But you know what? That's their process. But it means that there's a super amount of time that is not only wasted, it's actually lost in terms of putting proposals together, putting uh, opportunities together, and therefore going through the sales process to actually turn a prospective customer into a paying customer, let alone the induction process that a lot of organizations have to bring the customers on. So the key message out of today is to think about, okay, what am I doing right now? And is what I'm doing right now going to lead to a revenue generating outcome? Because revenue comes from sales, as we've already talked about, the lifeblood of any business. And the only way to make sales is to prioritize sales and revenue generating activities. Now, whether you like it or not, the Pareto principle plays out every single time. And this is the key thing. And I've done this research for my own sales teams. I've done it for my own business and I've done it for clients that I work with as well that the Pareto Principle will see around about 80% of the sales revenue and sales opportunities will come from about 20% of your customers. 
and also that 80% of your sales will end up coming from around 20% of your activity. And so where we need to focus our time is that where the challenge is, is we don't know and it's not easy necessarily to identify the 20% of those customers or the 20% of those activities, which means it's even more important to really focus in on where are my priorities and is the activity I'm doing right now going to be leading to a revenue generating or at least a possible revenue generating activity. Now, I I know for a fact that uh, in, in the experience that I had running sales teams, a lot of the requirements that we had from within the business would be things like updating the internal CRM system or identifying customers for an upcoming customer satisfaction survey or potentially identifying customers for an industry forum which may have been online or offline. Now, it may or may not have led to a revenue generating outcome, but in most cases, most of the activities that we got asked to do as a sales team, I sat there scratching my head thinking, well, how is this actually going to be a direct outcome in terms of a revenue generating activity or potentially lead to a sale? To the point where I started to actually now put my hand up and say, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to prioritize the activities where we know we're going to get a possible outcome or at least a step closer to an outcome around around a sale or a new incremental piece of revenue. And I've got to say, in talking with a lot of people, particularly who are working for larger organizations and particularly global organizations right now, it seems that the... Uh, I guess the level of administration and the level of expectation around cadence and proof of concepts and sign-off methodology and so forth has only got worse in the last couple of years. And I was talking to one of my friends actually who worked for a large global organization where they literally can't put anything on paper until it goes through three or four different levels of sign-offs. But even more than that, uh, (laughs) that same organization requires a sales person as well as a sales leader to literally justify their time so to the point where they've got to put time sheets in for every half an hour increment of their day so they can actually start to allocate costs or you know maybe internal funny money to certain accounts to therefore put into business cases to see whether this is actually generating revenue or not and it's a lot of internal rubbish because at the end of the day if this organization had have placed their attention on developing a solution to a known problem and if they could get really good at being able to articulate this problem and therefore provide this solution to a marketplace that desperately wanted that solution, then guess what? They'd be generating bucket loads of revenue and they'd be a lot more successful than what they are today. And by the way, the people within their organization would be a lot more successful because they'd be free to go and do the revenue generating activities that ultimately will be the ones that actually generate the revenue, that generates the profit, that therefore generates the sustainability. So the key message out of today, we've got to focus our attention on the sales generating activities. Spend 80% of your time on sales and revenue generating activities this week that will generate the biggest return and be okay with with giving, giving feedback or having conversations or asking questions or challenging people when they say, I'd like you to do this. And ask, the, ask them the direct question, is this activity right now going to generate potential revenue? And if the answer is no, they're not going to do it. Now, if they don't like that, then maybe you can negotiate in terms of when you can do it and that may well be in some of your 20% downtime, but hey, I'm going to spend 80% of my time this week on revenue generating activities. And if you do that, just watch what happens because when you're laser focused, when you're really, really ruthless and disciplined with your attention on the activities that are revenue generating, just watch what happens. Magic, magic happens. And there's a funny thing called momentum that almost becomes self-sustaining to the point where you cannot stop it. So this week, 
If it is not revenue generating, ask yourself the question, but also ask other people the question as to why we are doing it. So there's your challenge for this week. Ask the question, is this revenue generating? And if it's not, then don't do it. Now, of course, if you'd like some help with all this and if you're committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level and doing this in as little as 90 days from now, love to work with you one-on-one. Simply go to my calendar. Let's have a conversation over Zoom. Go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom and we can start to work together as early as this week and help you well on your way to becoming that exceptional sales leader over the next 90 days. So look forward to that conversation and as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, but also if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.